Gentlemen, let's talk about high-performance sports services and partnership. And, and Jason, first of all, I'll welcome you. Uh, Director of Performance Services, I love titles. What does the title mean? Thanks, Rob. Well, the title is that um, we have an area in an institute called Performance Services Area, and I direct that component. Um, that area is where all our sports science, sport medicine practitioners kind of lie underneath the umbrella that provide the support services to our Olympic athletes and, and teams. So give me a little bit of a background. Who are we talking about? Who are those services or what are those services? So the services, we kind of split them into two categories, sport medicine, which would be physicians, physiotherapists, chiropractors, massage therapists. We have an osteopath that's also that we contract as well. And the sports science area, we have physiologists, we have strength and conditioning coaches, nutritionists, mental performance consultants. So soup to nuts, top to bottom, anything that an athlete might need in that area is under this roof. Yeah, so that we can we can basically do about anything. It's just a matter of what the plan is for the sport and those athletes, and then we put the little recipe of services together that helps support them, both their coach and that uh, that athlete and that sport, of course. Um, in particular, like with the team sports, because you're putting it, you're surrounding yourself around a bunch of, a bunch of athletes with on a team. Tyler, I want to bring you into this conversation. Windsport Senior Manager, Ice and Building Operations. So are you directly part of the Canadian Sports Institute, or are you liaisoning with the CSI? Well, it's a, it's a relationship for sure. I work for Windsport, and uh, we are the facility that uh, CSI is based in. Um, yeah, I look after everything on the ice, so, so uh, the four arenas here, the Bob Luce track, and then also all the, all the building maintenance. So that's where uh, our relationship is in with CSI is the, uh, is, is the building portion here. So tell me, uh, first of all, we should point out, you are a Olympian. Yes, uh, two-time Olympian, uh, 2002 and 1998 in the uh, sport of luge. Okay, well, my good friend Katrina LeMay, don't be happy because I didn't refer to you as a former Olympian, as I've been told. You're an Olympian, you're always an Olympian. Um, tell me, j- just... I know you probably have answered this question a million times, but the, for the sake of this podcast, just a little bit about, um, we all know about arenas, but what makes this particular facility unique is the track that you have inside. Can you tell us a little bit about that and who uses it? Yeah, it's a legacy facility, obviously, from the 88 games, and uh, it's one of the busiest tracks in the world, actually. I, I'm just finishing up my uh, schedule for, for this coming season, and it's it's incredible that we're we're basically uh, busy 12 hours a day uh, on track. So uh, athletes from all over the world use this facility. Uh, also, uh, local athletes uh, use it a lot. That's a, a big portion of the, the evening is all uh, domestic athletes and, and development. National teams uh, use the facilities, but not as much as, say, development because they're off on the, right. on the road on the World Cup tour. But, uh, uh, yeah, development is really the key here. And a little bit unique in the sense that you know, the arenas will be used by Hockey Canada, high performance, but there's also beer league and entry level. I imagine the track is pretty much elite athletes and elite focused. Because it's a venue-based sport, bobsleigh, luge, and skeleton, it is kind of an elitist style of, of, of sport. You can't have the recreation. One, it's, it's a very dangerous sport, and two, there's just limited amount of ice time available. So yeah. everything has to be very focused. The training has to be very... Uh, uh, tight and 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 the timing is 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 really key so jason tell me about tyler and tyler tell me about jason because my guess is you're not here by accident you two probably have to have a pretty close relationship right yeah it's a we've known i've known tyler since 2000 so uh, when i started at the cane sport institute he was an athlete obviously he just said he was an 88 and then i took over as the strength and conditioning coach for luge 
and Tyler was a, one of the senior athletes on the team at that point. And then uh, him and I, well, we traveled with the team right up until the 2002 games before uh, before Tyler retired. Um, our relationship uh, has continued uh, on from that. We're still really good friends. Um, and for over the last uh, 18 years on that end of it, um, I've changed my role now, obviously, in the institute from strength conditioning coach to being the director. But uh, our relationship now switched over to being the partnership between Winsport and CSI. As Tyler just explained, his facilities were services uh, at the high performance level. So it's interesting that now we have discussions around, you know, the development athletes, not, not in particular, not particular about he has a specific area, I have a specific area, but are definitely we cross paths because Winsport's doing such a great job of bringing in new facilities, uh, the, obviously the ice for other, other sports, with, which hockey, mm-hmm. we also have para ice hockey that come in, which are coming uh, soon to, to here to Calgary to do their uh, physiological testing and then their, their assessment for their teams. Uh, they'll be picking their team from there. So the relationship now is like really about that, that, the facilities, but the services that we can provide to some of those developing athletes as we progress into uh, getting deeper into the system for, for us to help support some of those development athletes and them, them as Winsport are supporting them with the facility basis. So tell me about this guy. And feel free to you know fill in some of the blanks because he was your strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, he was a bit of a slave driver, that's for sure. Uh, it's it's amazing we're still friends after a, a four hour run in uh, Kelowna one time. But uh, yeah, no, Jason was a was a was a real key in my success in the last few years of uh, sliding. Not only in the in the strength and conditioning side, but also on the road. Like you said, he, t- he toured with us and and uh, really kind of kept the sanity uh, for me. So uh, when you're on World Cup tour, it, it gets a little hectic, and, uh, and you know, you're away from home a long time, so it's, uh, it's the people around you that really keep you focused and, and moving forward. So it was, a, it was great to have, have Jason on the road with us. And uh, Summertime was, uh, was grueling, of course, just in the gym, but uh, at least I can go home and get away from him at that point. So. <laughs> well, there's, there's, a, there's an interesting story, and you said that four-hour run. Um, we did take a – prior to the Olympic Games in 2002, we had a little training camp, and we went to Kelowna to get away from Calgary a little bit mm-hmm. but also get into a different different atmosphere. I had a really good friend of mine that I grew up with, and he was helping us host a little bit with uh, with Luge and um, with like uh, putting on a few events for us and things like that, the activities. So we decided that the first day that we'd go for just a little warm-up run and um, we were going to find my buddy's place, and we ended up getting lost. And um, that's where the four-hour rain- run came in. It was just to be a warm-up run, but then we couldn't find our way back to the hotel. And Tyler, I'm going to say, he was a bit challenged on the aerobic end of things, mm. so that <laughs> he might have been at the end of the end of the line when everybody else made it back to the hotel. He was still out. We had to, we had to do a little search party for him, but we ended up finding him. And, of course, he was not happy with me. <laughs> Luge is not uh, really known for its aerobic uh, necessity, right? It's, uh, marathon runners don't really make the best of losers. So. I, I'm glad you said it. I, I didn't want to have to say it. Um, but, okay, so day-to-day, where do your paths cross? Why, why would I find you in Jason's office, or, Jason, why would I find you in Tyler's office? Well, day-to-day... Uh, I mean, there's a there's a few things that that happen day to day, but it wouldn't be every day that we we get together. But uh, it's it's crucial that uh, you know Winsport is uh, uh, providing the facilities for the athletes that that they need, right? The 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 clinic here, or the not the clinic, the the blood lab, uh, was is a good example. 
we needed to change a few things to 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 make it more effective for the for the, the lab to exist and and you know add some ventilation and whatnot. Uh, so those sorts of uh, back and forth uh, is what Jason and I would would talk about. And and being an ex athlete, I have a you know a good perspective and an understanding on it where. I, I can I can see that the those are actual necessities and 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 not just wants all the time yeah, you know yeah and for us too like the, the as Tutter just mentioned there's another area in our in our recovery regeneration area where we have hot tubs and cold tubs and we have areas that which athletes can use machines to help them recover between training sessions or or getting them ready for the next day and obviously with some of those type of things um you know hot tubs can go the uh, maybe the athletes don't pay attention to their hygiene as well when they need to have a shower and things can go astray. But Tyler also helps out to make sure that um, Winsport helps out with Tyler being the lead there is to ensure that the athletes can get what they need to have um, and, and get it up and running so that we can have it when we need it. So, Jason, how much forward-looking are you? I mean, right off the top, we kind of went through a laundry list of who's housed here to impact athletes. But as you you know, as you look to add or you need to bring somebody in, I mean, how far down the road are you in terms of planning? Yeah, actually, it, it, we have the five years that we've been here, located here at Winsport, inside this the Mark and McPhail centers, we've really looked at changing the way that we've operated business. We now have a facility which athletes come to. Mm-hmm. Winsport owned the facility, and same with the University of Calgary, where we were more virtual for, for the 20 years existing before that, where we had services available inside somebody else's facility. And yes, we're still in Winsport, but we operate uh, about 35,000 square feet here dedicated for high-performance athletes. And Winsport, basically with our agreement with them, they're allowing us to run it how we want to, want to run that. Tyler is that key person to keep us so that we are both our needs are met from the high performance end of it. But uh, we're we working with them to you know as sports come on to the Olympic stage and the Paralympic stage. Mm-hmm. So an example would be you know 15 years ago there wasn't there wasn't half pipe you know that half pipe and and the freestyle events have come on. Well, Winsports created a half pipe here, world class half pipe, world class. Now now we're getting international athletes coming here more. Uh, which and now our Canadian athletes, the development athletes and our national athletes are coming here for more for camps, which then we're now providing more services. So we're forward thinking with them as they build the facilities. We're looking at these sports coming in, which bring in new athletes. And and again, obviously, greater opportunity for our staff to work with different sports as well. So, Tyler, uh, I feel like over the last 10 years, I've learned an inordinate amount about uh, buildings and arenas and facilities. Um, tell me a little bit about Winsport and the ability to adapt. Is it is it built to... You know, I mean, space is always at a premium, right? But, you know, Jason comes to you with a new idea or someplace. How easy is is it to accommodate something like this? Well, I won't say it's easy because uh, buildings cost a lot of money, and and we're not-for-profit, as you know. Yeah. Winsport has an annual uh, spend of about $4 million on on high-performance sport, Uh, and that's that's hard to do. so we have to be very uh, diligent and vigilant on on our spending and 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 what we spend on. So th- that's where the balance comes in uh, from the facility side is is making sure that we're uh, we're spending it in the right areas and, and whatnot. But Winsport's been very good at uh, adapting, like uh, Jason said, uh, from the '88 games to now. Uh, there are a number of facilities here that didn't exist in '88, but we've. Uh, uh, developed over the years with the changing of sports and 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 adding in uh, like a mogul pitch mm-hmm. uh, aerials the the uh, the half pipe slope style all these uh, newer sports that are, are are gaining popularity we we've uh, made a place for them here now and and hopefully we could uh, 
use those venues in 2026. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about creativity. Because then I think, from, oh, go ahead. I, I the creativity. That's a good point. Because yeah, I tell her as he's as he's speaking, I was I was thinking of other things that they've done for us. And one of the things with Alpine skiing is a new team event came in last at the last Olympic Games. So what they did, they helped um, build a start ramp up there. So they were taking the snow from the rinks up to the hill, making a start ramp, so our Alpine ski team could actually practice that during months that which you wouldn't have snow on the on the top of a hill in Calgary. So they they've been able to adapt. Um, we we. I think our staff worked with Winsport and, and the sport, obviously. I'm with the coaches and the staff there um, to make what do we need to do? How can we do this? And it, it yeah. took a little bit of time, but it actually it, the, the execution of it and the outcomes were excellent. And, and we're they, still using it. And today. they're still using it. Yeah, yeah. it's used it all summer. Yeah. yeah. Another one was a start ramp for, for Brady Lehman. Um, we put it out right outside, or out the, outside the facility in the grass for summer starts for him. This was even before the, the start ramp was built up on the, on the hill. Mm-hmm. And he it was a, made out of wood. Um, they had that carpet that you, you, put, you, you put, that fake kind of grass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was practicing starts right outside as he was doing his dryland training. So I think that between the two organizations, as you just said, we kind of the sports kind of help us figure out or help bring things to the table, what they need, the athletes and we bring them to Winsport and Winsport on occasions they're already ahead of the game, right? So that that's been a really good partnership that way. Yeah, just this again creativity. Um, it's easy to look around and go, oh, we can't do that. Um, how much of that is a challenge for you? How much is that a challenge for your staff um, to find? Or, or I mean, let's be perfectly honest. It makes sense to take ice from an arena up the hill. But somebody's got to take the ice from the arena up the hill, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's where uh, the Winsport Ops team uh, is is really good. You know, yeah. we have a, a long history. A lot of us were athletes as well, and and so you know, we have a good understanding of of the needs. So those challenges uh, aren't really challenges. The creativity part is is what makes work fun here. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're coming to work to to help the athletes in, in everything you do, whether it's, you know, working on the hot tub, like Jason says, or, or building a, a box that uh, a loader can uh, take up the hill full of snow. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and that uh, creativity is, is widespread in the, in the Winsport team here. So, so uh, from Winsport's perspective, how important is it or how valuable is it to have CSI here? And, and to be able to work with them and have their resources inside your facility. Well, it's an incredibly important. Uh, Windsport is a world leader in uh, in uh, winter sport facilities, and, mm-hmm. and having CSI here not only legitimizes everything, but it uh, you know boosts the uh, the performance level and 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 the ability of, for for us to to serve these athletes so uh, it, it just it, and it makes sense it's it's a it's a perfect uh, union yeah and and i guess the, the flip side to you i mean it goes without saying but sometimes i think we need to ask the question you could be and have been in other places but to be here to be in the shadow of the legacy of 88 but to be working with you know Tyler and his crew. How how important, or what what has that allowed you? Well, I think it's been a game changer in Canadian sport. Okay, that that having the the services within an, within an institute uh, at Winsport, which has all the sport specific facilities, and obviously we're a little bit of the multi sport 
where we provide the services. So inside it, inside the space that we have, we have a, a, a 100 meter indoor track. We have a space to run all kinds of agility balance coordination drills. We go outside mm-hmm. in the grass that World Sports provided for us. We can do all the multi-sport type activities, whether it's obstacle course type activities that the athletes need or to their, to their weightlifting that they need to have, which is more, more of the generic kind of training that we do. Um, our, to be able to create an environment where we can put all that support with the medical clinic, the, sport, the, the, the physicians that are right there running a business, the physiotherapist that can jump right onto the floor to see the athletes if they get hurt or if they need anything, and the integration between those sports scientists, sport medicine, with the coaches, with the athletes. For Canada, it's been a game changer. The first one here in Canada was built here in, in Calgary, and I and I kind of bold to say that we 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 want to keep leading that area in Canada and in the in, in the world. So yeah, it's it's creating the innovation, the the people mixing with each other can create the like you just said the creativity yeah but that innovation we do research we have an area of research that we work um not only with wind sport but with our sport partners to find out what uh what types of things are we looking for for the future what are things do we have to think about uh whether that's at the um on the on the luge bobsleigh track they're actually out on the on the flat ice right now on a hockey rink practicing their starts with force force handles to measure their forces they're creating as they come off the handles. We take those force handles and bring them up to the track when we need to. So the innovation between the partnership of the facilities, but it's that, that institute type atmosphere where we can bring like-minded people together to create um, hopefully podium potential or podium athletes. So maybe this should have been the first question, but is there an equivalent anywhere? Is there a, and I know you work with a lot of summer athletes as well, but just maybe even just if we, you know, looked at, at winter athletes and winter sports, is there an equivalent like this anywhere? No, definitely not. Uh, not with all the facilities uh, being in one area right. like this. I mean, right. uh, in Germany you have some, some sports centers, but uh, nothing this tight and close. Uh, also, I mean, it hasn't been mentioned yet, but the National Sports Center, National Sports School is housed here as well. So sure. You, you have athletes, you know, uh, going to school in the morning, training uh, in the weight room, uh, having lunch, then heading out on the track or the ski hill and then back to school all in, you know, within a five-minute walk. So, right. you know, I don't think there is anything out there in the world like this. And not in winter sport. No. Like they, they have some multi-sport facilities around the world, maybe for a little more summer that are geared summer. But not with some specific things, but not with the venues where they're hosting World Cup events every year as well. So that, yeah. I don't think you can say in particular in winter that it's, there's anywhere else in the world that can do this. So I want to ask you about athletes. Um, and I apologize because I'm a little groggy here. It's a little early when we're recording this. But there was that great graphic that came out after the South Korean Winter Olympics, which was 29 medals, 23 athletes. Do I have the numbers right? That trained in Calgary? Does that sound about right? relatively we'll go with that close enough for friends what does that mean i mean for the two of you when you see something like that because that's direct contact to the success of this country on the world stage right is what you're doing that's exactly it's that's what makes us proud of what we do okay um yeah we have athletes that are coming through the institute both winter through the facilities and for the services that we provide that are we're a direct correlation to to Canadians winning medals and that and that's ultimately our goal is that we're trying to put athletes on the podium that's what high performance is about but we're also as we just discussed for the last little while we're not just about that mm-hmm. we're actually about the development of athletes and for the institute itself and I think Tyler is the same way with, when we're talking about people we're about the development of people so our job is to make sure that we provide the best next strength coach the best next 
uh, physiotherapists. And so our, our job is to, is to really help develop people right. so that they can stay on a career path within sport and then ultimately helping athletes get on the podium. So, and again, we don't totally control and whether they win or lose on the, on the day, no. but we have what we, we really believe that we have that direct kind of push towards that podium potential. And I think both from a facility and from a services standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Win sport, uh, uh, that, that is our mandate and our mission is to, to, to bring people to win sport to discover, develop, and excel. And uh, the excel portion is, is more the CSI side. Uh, the discover and develop is, is what we do on a daily basis on the ski hill and on the Bob Luce track. And Probably the recruitment too, though. I mean, you have a role to play in recruitment. The, you know, your facilities have got to be an attractant to athletes. Absolutely, and that, that's where this whole one-stop shop comes in. Yeah. Is that it, it, and being uh, uh, a legacy facility from '88, it, it, it's it's crucial to continue the the amateur sport uh, uh, avenue with uh, sure. with these venues and and, and CSI. Oh, yeah, like to, to answer your question at the beginning about are we are we happy with that? Absolutely, we are. Do we want to see? We want to see more. Absolutely, we do. So every day we talk about pushing the limits of how do we help right. help those athletes get to the next level. So yeah, we we continually want to push for the next Olympic Games to get more medals coming out of this region because that only helps Canada if we're doing our job. So let's talk a little bit more about athletes and let's talk about athlete feedback. You're a former athlete. You worked with athletes. I've been around athletes for a long time. One thing that tends to be there with high-level, high-performance, successful athletes is they're meticulous. They have high demands. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 and knowing that coming in, you get some thick skin. And okay. You can, you, can, you can deal with the complaints a little better. Uh, being a former athlete, I fully understand that uh, the most important person in the world is that athlete at any given time. They're right. all, all, to be a successful athlete, you have to be incredibly selfish. You, you really need to focus on yourself and, and your training. And so understanding that, I can, I can see, when, uh, see why athletes come to me with the, the, some of the requests and complaints they do, and, and I can work around it. And it's, a, it's the same thing. Like that, that would be athletes are – and that's what makes them good. Let's, let's be honest. They, they, Absolutely. They, that's, what, that's one of the attributes that they have. Sure. So we know that. And, you know, but it's, you it's, have to have thick skin. We, we, we have to have thick skin, and yeah. we have to balance on what we can and can't do based on right. um, what our role is and what we, what we can provide them, both from a, I think from a services standpoint. It isn't a buffet, even though we can't do everything. We don't, we don't have to do anything. We, we need to just make sure we're doing the right things at the right times, which is based on a training plan. Uh, and that's and that's the key thing is that we're helping those athletes make sure that they're going in the right direction because they they have ideas which is good that part of it they they have they want to be pushing the limits on all with everybody so mm-hmm. us just balancing from a scientific standpoint and from um, making sure that we're doing all the right things at the right times for them to to have success uh, at the risk of opening up a can of worms um, let me ask this question what role is technology playing in what you guys do now it's it's I believe it's the it's not only it's right now, but it's in the, in yeah, it's the future, sure. right? So, yeah, that we, we have an area of called performance technology uh, that we do a lot of research in, and we, we're working with those sports to try to look at what are the next things that need each of the sports. Because each sport are diff- is quite different, so that we have to really look at what their needs might be in the future. Um, an interesting thing is there's a conference going on, which is a, a Canadian-wide sports science, sport medicine, and one of the topics is is, is artificial intelligence, hmm. as they're looking at even, in, even into that, in that 
for the future for sport. Um, so I think it's, it is on the forefront and we're using it every single day, um, with our coaches trying to work with them with the new technology that is available. I think with every sport, like I said, has its unique component of technology, but it's, it's pushing the envelope on that. And, and wind sport plays a huge role in that because they're always testing things like from a, from a luge bobsleigh, you can obviously tire can speak in this, but yeah. the runners, the sleds are the, one of the, one of the key components to success. Absolutely. And even from a facility standpoint, we, uh, we're always pushing the limits and, and trying new things, uh, with technology as well. Like on the track, uh, my uh, ice meister, Richie Manuk has mechanized, uh, just about everything out there now to, for automated sweeping and, and scraping. And before it was all manual labor and now he's got machines doing this. And, and so we're always at the forefront of, uh, of uh, technology when it comes to facilities as well. Do you both have the capacity to expand in that regard? We, as a, I think as a nation and for us, if we don't push the limits, then we'll be left behind. Right. Yeah. So we are always looking at new ways. Obviously we don't have the, the huge resources to do everything. So yeah. we have to really look at specific areas that would, which, which we can push the envelope on and then put our resources towards that. Would we would just, because Rob learned a new word, um, augmented reality, virtual reality, will that have a role? Does that have a role to play here? Well, I think that's, I think that's some of the areas that which they're they're taking um, some of the sports. There's definitely that uh, that area that is. I think it's it's challenged with traditional sport, um, but it also is a a way that we're looking at ways that that can you do some training that that's like an example would be can you do some virtuality stuff on a track that you're you're in Calgary but it's in based in Germany can you do still can can you still do runs down that track yeah. from a visual standpoint um to be able to help you get de- and develop athletes so maybe you don't have to travel there but you can get still get some experience it's not the same obviously but is there is there ways that you can do that and they're looking at them all the time yeah, and that'd be cool from your side because that's just a room Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need to provide space. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, the sliding sports have played with that for a, a long time. I, I remember the first time I went to uh, former East Germany in Altenburg, I saw a room with the with a huge screen and a, and a, and a loose sled on a on a treadmill. Basically. And they just project and it. they would project yeah. the, the, the other tracks on there. And that was like 1991. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it, it, it's funny that it, the old is becoming new again, and but uh, the, with new technology, it's you know it's uh, it would be far better than what we had then. So I remember that was the first track I've ever went to with Luge, Altenburg, and Altenburg, yeah. And we stayed in that sports school uh, back yeah. in the bush, yeah, yeah. yeah. in East Germany, yeah. Uh, and that was kind of interesting because they did have like they were they were ahead of the game that indoor biathlon range in a tunnel that yeah. was that was pretty neat, yeah. Uh, old becomes new again, right? Yeah. Um, possibility of another games. Um, what would that mean? Well, you know, what, what, this is a legacy, uh, Tyler. But what would you know if another Winter Olympics were to come here? What could that mean to win sport? Well, I mean, this and is the a, facilities. I guess. Yeah, this is a thirty-year-old facility, and 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 you can see how much it's used now. Uh, we've continued to to maintain and and build on these on these grounds to to make sure that this is a, a training ground for for athletes for years to come. Uh, an Olympics uh, in 2026 would would only strengthen that and and make sure that it's here for another 30 plus years and uh, create a, an even better uh, training ground and 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 facility for these athletes to 
to really excel in the future. And I would imagine it would be a migration of even more brain power. I mean, not to take anything. I know the types of people that work in this facility, but, you know, with something like that on the horizon, I could only imagine oh, yeah, the, the resources that, would be available. The resources would be available for, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously we just discussed around new technology, but areas that which we can expand to help Canadians, um, you know, in, in sport. I think, like, Winsport has done such an unbelievable job over the 30 years that um, maintaining these legacy facilities that are still operational for World Cups every single year. The community has, a, has been, you know, how, how can you say anywhere else in the world that for 30 years you're able to access facilities that are that were in Olympic game that hosted Olympic games, right? And then they've expanded those to allow the community and kids to to as, as Tyler said to just discover sport with discover sport, development sport, and then obviously that, that when it, when we take over to the Excel side of it, but it it really it touches everyone. And for us as an institute, yeah, we're able to we would be able to provide even deeper down the system to be able to help develop more athletes and for the future. So helping Canadians continue to on the high performance stage be internationally competitive.